up believers it is your girl Shelby and today I am back with another video as we do every single Monday I am pouring you up a big full cup of Christ and if you don't know every single Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time you can catch a new episode of the Dare Bold Believer podcast today we are going to do something a little bit different and we're going to actually do a bible study with me as the holiday week is coming up next week um and i didn't want to miss a podcast episode i thought it'd be fun to just show you what i'm doing the week before um and every week which is bible study right now um we are in the book of esther for bible bb co as we go through the blemish but beautiful study so that is what i am currently reading now today i plan to try to get through the entire week two because i want to be prepared since i'm leading bible study um so i am going to be finishing up today um the book of esther and then i should be moving on to Ruth after that now I've read both books before so I am familiar I still want to go through the entirety of the text so that I can be prepared for our meeting um, which happens every Thursday live just want to be prepared for any um, discussion questions um, and just want to be able to talk to it from a recent standpoint um, since I've read these books over the past seven years um, so I just want to make sure it's like fresh and in my memory so today I'm going to be finishing up the book of Esther and then I'll also be reading Ruth since I am trying to read um, basically the entirety of week two readings today. That's my goal. I don't know if we're going to actually finish that, but we will see. So I'm just going to hop right into it. I do have my study Bible out because I wanted to be able to um, just look at the like overview of the book. Um, I already read the overview for Esther since we're all we already talked about um, Esther last week. So I already read the overview for Esther, but I do want to read the overview for Ruth so that I can be prepared. Um, but since I'm able to be at home today, I wanted to actually pull out my physical Bible and kind of read through it from there, which is a nice change I miss my physical Bible so much I usually just use the digital um, and then I have some music playing which is just like an instrumental um, music that um, is it's like a piano instrumental a little bit of praise and worship music just to listen to as I study so today I am reading Esther chapter 8 through 10 and I'm starting off in 8 and as you may know if you've read Esther before at this point in the story Esther has pretty much had victory over Haman who is the individual who was like second in command to King Asarius I think is how you say that I'm not not terribly sure if that's how you pronounce it but nonetheless Haman was like the second in command to the king and he had basically come up with a scheme to annihilate the Jews because he was prideful and jealous hearted um, and he wanted everyone to bow down to him and Mordecai in particular refused Mordecai being a Jew who is faithful to God right um, he refused to bow down to Haman because you know that would be like idolizing a false god which we don't do so um, at this point in this in this book um, they have one victory over Haman Haman has been hung and now the king is giving Esther Haman's home um, and so Esther decides to put Mordecai over the house that Haman once owned and in addition the king also gives Mordecai the ring that Haman once once wore and it's the same ring that is used 
to do like decrees. It's like the seal that goes on any letters that go out that basically lets people know like these letters are from the king. And so as a part of this ring, Haman and Esther, they put out an edict basically saying that the Jews are able to, on these specific days, annihilate their enemies. So annihilate anyone who decides to act on the previous letter that was put out by Haman, who is going to try to like plunder and kill the Jews, because that's what the first letter from Haman stated, um, and that they would basically get a reward that he would pay whoever annihilated the Jews. And so this edict that's being put out by Esther and Mordecai is basically saying that the Jews need to get ready, you know, be ready for battle and that they have permission from the king to annihilate anyone who tries to attack them. And so that is what goes out and it literally has the same seal that the original letter had because Mordecai now has Haman's um, ring. For me, Chapter 8, the best part about chapter 8 is that Esther is now walking in her true identity. She reveals to the king that she's related to Mordecai and that she is a Jew. And I just love the fact that she was obedient enough, one, to listen to Mordecai when he told her to conceal her heritage. But two, she's now walking in obedience of God, of like being his child, his chosen child, and recognizing that God has chose her to be in this in this position in this place for just like the earlier scripture says for a time such as this so she has been chosen for this for this role for i mean honestly you know at at a point in this book we thought that there's a possibility she could die right because you don't you didn't just go to the king unless you were summoned so she was chosen for a very difficult thing but god chose her for that thing because he knew that she was obedient that she would be obedient to his instructions and for me I love the fact that we see Mordecai literally going from being humble and sackcloth and ashes to being exalted like he is now second in command to the king he's walking in royal robes so we go from sackcloth sorry y'all I'm butchering that word we go from him being in sackcloth in chapter 4 verse 1 to him being in royal robes in chapter 8 verse 15 and I just love seeing how it's just a clear story of how God exalts the most humble and the most lowly of people and God can do that for anyone and for everyone and that's why he calls us to be humble because he wants us to trust the fact that he can exalt us at his appointed time So when I read Esther chapter 9 and 10, and this is the closing of the book of Esther, this is the end of it, it is the wrap up, which they begin to talk more about, one, how life is going to be lived by Esther and Mordecai now that they have gotten rid of their foe, their enemy, Haman. And part of that annihilation, that ending of that relationship with Haman is we see them begin to celebrate. So this book is really about the festival of Perium. So they share about that celebration and really what that celebration looks like for the Jewish people. So that was an interesting aspect of this book overall is just kind of the lesson about the festival. My standout verse during my reading for Esther 9 and 10 was actually Esther chapter 10 verse 3. For he sought the welfare of his people and spoke peace to all his people. 
And that is specifically referencing Mordecai and basically who he has come, who he has become. And I don't know if I like the idea of saying who he has become because I think he was always this fair um, person who was righteous and, and lived according to the word of God. But now we see him elevated and exalted in this new position, and he has the ability and the power um, in the king's ear to be able to really make sure the Jewish people in this land are taken care of. And so we see him walk in just that and it's a beautiful thing so as a part of nine and ten some of my main key takeaways from the those chapters were basically the jews they kill 500 men um and then that is just literally the numbers from the first day and that also seemed to be specific to the area in which Mordecai and Esther lived in remember that from the very beginning of the book of Esther it says that the king is over a very large province and I'm not remembering the number off the top of my head but if I'm if I am remembering the book correctly I believe he has like 127 different areas that he's over so there is a larger area at stake and for that entire area that the king is over that this edict went out to 75,000 people were killed as a part of this annihilation the basically the Jews standing up for themselves and killing people who hated them who, who sought to kill them of course they were acting on instructions from the original edict from Haman but nonetheless they were acting um or they were there were they were attempting to kill the Jews they just weren't expecting that the Jews would be fighting back right so nonetheless so 75,000 people were killed and then we see the book come to a close by really talking about the festival and what it means and how people celebrate the festival every year to basically remember this time in which the Jews annihilated their enemies um, and then as we close the chapter 10 we begin to find out a little bit more about Mordecai and that the king has levied a tax and gave money to Mordecai and that basically Mordecai becomes what well, we know that he's like a higher official in the king's rank now right but we also see that he has become like an advocate for his people um and that is really what chapter 10 verse 3 references is that he is basically making sure that he looks out for and takes care of the Jewish people now that he has been exalted to this new rank and my like personal takeaway was just that God will put you where you're supposed to be. And oftentimes where we're supposed to be, where we feel like we're out of place um, or where we're uncomfortable, that is where God wants us to be because God doesn't make any mistakes. So if you're uncomfortable with where you are, if you're feeling like an imposter with where you are, right? Feeling like you don't belong where you are. Know that there is a specific thing that God has called you to do in that area. And I feel like sometimes we forget in the min in the menial, I'm sorry, that's not really the word I want to use. Sometimes we forget in the day-to-day task and what feels like the small things that God is using us everywhere that we are. And there's really no place that we are that we can't serve God. So just making sure we keep that at the top of our mind sometimes can help us to have one, a better attitude, right? <laughs> About our situation, our circumstances, where we are in this life. Um, but two, it can also help us to remember the importance of trusting God and allowing him to use us to serve 
our purpose and walk in the calling that he has created specifically for us. Because as you very well know, that everything works out for the good of those who love the Lord. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's Bible study with me. I enjoyed sharing the word with you and giving you some of my thoughts as I read through the book of Esther. If you have not before um, checked out our books, please make sure you visit us at Dare boldbeliever.com bookmark it because it may not be live today but it is going to be live very soon as we begin to transition from shelby.com to dareboldbeliever.com minutes if not an hour did not do nearly as much as I hoped to I don't know why I thought that I'd be able to read a week's worth of reading in this short time I probably could have if I would have just read the books and not um, did my notes but I did want to stop to actually do my notes and that there's also reflection questions in this book so I did not even work on those I simply just focused on doing my notes from my bible study and then I'm going to come back and do the reflection questions later but I did get through two days um, of Bible study for today. So I read Esther I read Esther 8 to Esther 10. Um, and then I'll probably read more tonight um, because I want to be, like I said, prepared for Bible study tomorrow since we have Bible study live on the Patreon for Bible Beauty Co. Um, and I am leading that, which has been just great. We had such a good conversation last week. Um, because this is like my first time facilitating Bible study. I'm probably a more relaxed Bible teacher in that um, I really just want to facilitate a conversation. Um, I'm not really there to teach. For me, um, it's more just about us having a conversation. And I'm sorry, that's not true. I am there to teach, to share the word of God. I do that everywhere I go, right? But for me, our Bible study live with Bible B Co., especially on the ones that I am facilitating, it is important for me to make sure I am just leading a discussion um, that we all share in the conversation about the word of God, that we all share our knowledge and the wisdom that God has imparted on us. And most of all, that it just be a Holy Spirit filled experience. And that is definitely what last week was. And I know tonight is, I'm sorry, tomorrow night, which is Thursday night, will be the same. I am, of course, filming this in advance, but it is not too late. If you would like to join the Bible Beauty Co. Patreon, please make sure you visit the link in the description box. It is where you can find um, monthly prayer calls. We are also doing weekly Bible study. And there are also monthly faith guides where we really try to help you live out your faith. Um, and in addition to that, we have some additional benefits for some of the higher tiers, which include industry expert calls where we are trying to teach women of God who are operating in business how to improve in different areas in their business so thus far we have had a social media expert come in we've had someone come in who's an expert in ads as well as um, email campaigns and so we will continue every month to just have individuals who their gifting is different expertise in business to come in and speak to all of our sisters in the bible bd co membership and it's not too late all 
of the content that we've done from the start of Bible Beauty Code Patreon to now and in the future will always be available in the Patreon. We have all of the replays on there so you can catch up even if you decide to join now and you weren't initially a member. So I don't want that to sound discouraging. And the same thing goes for Bible study. So even if you're not joining our Bible study live at this very moment, um, you'll still have the opportunity to catch the replay of the Bible studies. Um, of course, it's a different experience being able to commune and fellowship together, but it's never too late to join the Patreon community um, and get access to all of the resources that we are offering in that community, which like I said, that includes weekly Bible study, monthly prayer calls, a faith guide every month. And we also have some additional um, resources and opportunities within the Patreon um, membership. So I hope you will consider joining the sisterhood because that is truly what it is. And we are all about helping you to live out your faith, helping you to grow in faith. And if you are a woman of God who has a business to help you grow your business. If you enjoyed today's video, please make sure you give it a like button. And don't forget to subscribe if you have not already. If you haven't, what are you waiting for, girl? Click the button. You know you want to see a new video from me every single Monday as I pour up a big bowl cup of Christ at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as always, be bold, be blessed. See you next time. Bye!